Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble! It is uh, time for medical inferences. That's right, with the great Dr. Ronald Sinagra, Sunrise Wellness Center, ladies and gentlemen, Sable. Call for a free consultation at Oasis 631-563-1444. Check out the great website, Sunrise Wellness Center, LI.com. The aforementioned. Always good to have him on a Tuesday morning, Dr. Ronald Sinagra. And we say good morning, morning Jay, and how are you this morning? Feeling great. Got good night's Beautiful sleep. weather, huh? Oh, yeah. Sunshine nice. 75. Looking great out there. What's happening, man? Well, I want to stay positive because the it seems every time I get on the phone with, with your producer, uh, we always say, you think it'll get more crazy next week? And for the last six weeks, every week the world gets even more insane. So <laughs> I want to stay positive today uh, and, and get away from that. Listen, I'm all about negativity. You know that. I thrive on it. I'm fueled by that uh, for 15 hours a week. So don't try and derail me, sir. I will tell you that right now. Don't try and derail me. Well, I want to talk about healing and, and, and health and regenerative health and, and some of the great things that are happening in healthcare. You know, Jay, one, of the, one thing that any crisis brings about, a, you know, a learning event. And we, you know, after 9-11, we reevaluated all of our uh, intelligence and all these other things. So after COVID, you know, we have great learning potential here as a, as a nation. And one of the things that we discuss in, at the Wellness Center is something called regenerative health care and epigenetics. And one of the things I want, we, we see a glaring, a glaring uh, void in our health care system on actually restoring health. I mean, you and I have talked about it. Uh, all through the, the pandemic, especially in the first four months, there was no information on building your immune system, regaining health, uh, you, you know, uh, increasing immune response from the NIA, the World Health Organization, the CDC, all these, every one of these 99.9% of the news conference, no one talked about getting healthy, which is, is a glaring, glaring void. Uh, that we have in our society. Yeah. Now, you were, uh, listen, I, I, I state this all along. You were the only one, and maybe another couple of people, that actually talked about building up the immune system and that to ward off such viruses of what we're going through right now. Regular influenza, we know. Uh, it's about uh, the vitamin C, and, and you, you tell everything. Uh, you've stated this since day one. So I give you, listen, I give you a ton of credit. Well, because no one's talking about all, all we talk, All we talk and hear about and see are the numbers as far as the death toll uh, in and around the globe uh, all since the last 107 days, you know? But nobody has really discussed building up the immune system. So give me credit. Well, here's another thing that we can learn from this. Of all the people that, that, uh, that lost their lives due to COVID, I think it was over 95% had comorbidity, a, another health condition. They were sick. They weren't healthy people. So they had cancer, heart disease, diabetes, all these different types of things. And it, it showed that we really need to work at regenerating health in, in our society. Most of my patients come in, Jay, they're on so many medications and it's not like they're on these medications and they feel great. 
they come in and they got one for blood sugar and one for blood pressure and they have uh and they have one for uh, you know uh, uh GERD or you know acid reflux and then they've got one to sleep and they've got one for inflammation they've got one for pain it, it, it's a um, it's almost mind-boggling that we can just take a body that's not working properly and just fill it with medications and call it health care that's not health care now there's a place for medicine and i'm not saying throw all the medications in the ocean and, and get rid of the medical doctors of course not but we don't even attempt to try to restore health anymore and when we looked at covid that's the people who really suffered the most were the people that had underlying health conditions. And to this day, we still don't talk about, we have people like you that think the answer is a vaccine, you crazy person. Um, and we're going to we'll take the gloves off next week on the vaccination and the vaccine for COVID. Listen, I taped up my hands already. And I'm going to give you a couple <laughs> of jabs here. You don't, don't, don't you dare. Uh, throw off next week there. But listen, I'll say this. Uh, you know, I'm looking at right now, uh, Dr. Sinagra, I'm looking at 27 states uh, that have seen uh, kind of an uptick as far as these cases. We're being, some, we're being very careless here, okay? I mean, it's real. Now, listen, I understand we're testing more, but I also understand uh, we're a bit lackluster as far as not being preventative here. I'm an advocate, as you know, for gatherings and to get back in and open up business. But I am not an advocate for being careless. What we're seeing right now are people being careless. Thus, we've seen some upticks, as mentioned. Uh, I am going to also uh, attribute it to allergy season because, like myself and many others, Miss Carrie, uh, my producer, uh, we suffer. We suffer because of allergies. We sneeze. We cough. The aerosol, I get it, in the air. Uh, it's out there now. This is the season. So, in essence, you know, it's three factors here. But nonetheless, uh, there are plenty of people being careless. And listen, I understand we got protesting and everything else over the last 22 days. I understand that aspect. That is a contributor, too. But we've got to be a little bit more careful, Dr. Sinagra. The numbers well, I are talk, real. I want to talk we've about, seen spikes. We have I seen want to talk spikes about people in these healthy. cases. That's the most important thing. I got, some, I got some great stories to share with you. I started doing a lot of research on, uh, on regenerative health care and epigenetics. Epigenetics is the, the study of how your environment affects your, your genetic code and your genetic expression. And it, it, it's really fascinating, Jay, because uh, there was a, a cell biologist by the name of Irv Konisberg, and he was the first guy to do cloning of cells. And this is what he said. He said, when cells are ailing, look first to the cell's environment, not to the cell itself for the cause. So if you look at what we do, what this man is saying is the environment around the cells is what's responsible for the, the sickness or the health of the cell. And he said, don't look to the cell, look to the environment. What we do in our society is we medicate the ailing cell. And he also continued on to say, when I provided a healthy environment, these sick cells revitalized. So when we see everything that happened with COVID and all the people that were uh, the most vulnerable, we don't see anyone attempting to try to get these people healthy. And, and, that's, and we'll discuss the vaccine next week and we'll, and we'll have some fun with that. But my point was that if we don't even attempt to restore health, 
how can we expect things to be different? So we take our sick people and we take our people that have cells that are now producing illness and we don't even try to regenerate them. And that's the difference between regenerative healthcare. We look at a patient and instead of looking to figure out what's wrong with this patient, what can we do to treat what's wrong? What can we do to regenerate their health? It's, it's fascinating, and it's, and it's an amazing field to be in right now because the, the research and the information that's coming out is just mind-boggling, and the results are, are fascinating. We've, we forgot the, the beauty and, and the glory of a healthy body and, it, and its effect on how we can heal ourselves. We give the human body no credit anymore. We don't think the human body can heal. We just think that if we don't have a medication or a treatment, that that's the deck of cards that we've been hand. We also think that I see all the time people talking about genetics. You know, well, daddy had cancer and mommy was a diabetic and, and, uh, and uh, you know, Uncle Joe had a bad heart and, and they go on and on and on. And they're thinking that their genetic code is not changeable. And that's the way we always believe, especially in the 60s, 70s, and the 80s, before we started understanding that you can actually influence your genetic code. You, you're not bound to poor genetics. Now listen, I understand what you're saying. Uh, I agree with you. Uh, we have to kind of build up and ward off as far as when these things come into play, but we also have to solve, okay? That's the big component here. Dr. Sinagra, in my estimation, we have to solve the mystery of this virus. How do we do that, especially with those most vulnerable, as you state, those with the underlying conditions, and, of course, our elderly? Well, how about we get the people they with the underlying the conditions healthy? Have, uh, wouldn't, that be, wouldn't that be novel? Wouldn't that be a great idea? I mean, we, have, we found out that 99.7 people percentage of the population will not die from COVID. That's the CDC's numbers. So for the 0.03%, the answer that I hear in the media is, let's develop a vaccine to give to the sickest part of our population. Or they may want to give it to the other 99.7 that didn't die from it. That, to me, doesn't make any sense. I want to share a good, a really, really fascinating Wait thing. Wait a minute now. Dr. Sinagra, the, C they, the CDC now says it, we could lose 200,000 people. Uh, by October. Uh, that is a very real number you're right gonna, now. You're going to go back and believe these people? They've been wrong every time, my lord. You don't, and come you on. Don't, you don't think <laughs> that's a real number right now? now? All of a sudden, how, how can you be an expert and be wrong every time and then stand up on the podium like an expert again? They Where are the numbers right now? Gonna die. Don't you remember that? Man, what, what is the number right now in the United States? It's approaching 120,000. No, does it on that. I don't want to get into that with you this week. Because next week I got brand new boxing gloves. I'm going to take you out in the first round. I got oh, you got to see these gloves. They're nice. <laughs> Listen, I got brass knuckles under mine. I'm just saying. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's not fair. I want to tell you a great a, a great thing about this regenerative healthcare. Let's stay focused. My God, Oliver, how to keep you focused on something positive? Start jumping in with the CDC numbers. Look, they did this. They did this experiment. They, they took these, they, there's something called the Agati gene. It's a gene that makes mice uh, fat and uh, predisposes these mice to cardiovascular disease, cancer, um, and, and, um, and diabetes. 
So these mice are they, their appetites are are are, are, in, are immense, and they have big yellow coats. So they're yellow coated fat, uh, yellow coated fat mice or or mouse. So they took these mice, and their genetic code is to reproduce fat yellow coated mice. When they had the pregnant mice with that Agati gene, they gave them methyl-rich vitamins like B12, choline, betaine, and other nutrients. And the pups that were born under that protocol were brown and lean. In other words, they were normal. So what they did is, even though the mother mouse had the gene to reproduce the fat, yellow, diabetic, cardiovascular mouse, when they gave it the right nutrients the pups were born normal that jay that's crazy that means that diet and in cell environment trumps genetics so if we can do that with the mice and that's the whole that's the whole foundation of regenerative health care that you can take somebody who's got genetics that say one thing and that's the study of epigenetics, that your environment can actually change your genetic expression without changing your genetic code. That mice, that mouse, or the mice, I'm getting all confused with my singulars and plurals here with mice, um, the mice that were born normal with brown coats and lean from the yellow fat mice with the Agati gene, they still had a genetic code from the mother. But the expression of that code was dramatically altered. That's epigenetics. So we never even knew that existed before. We thought genetics was a one-way code. That was it. Genes were going to determine our life and all of our illnesses and every. And it's not true. Epigenetics is a fascinating thing. But the reason I wanted to bring up that story is because we see this with the sickest of our society right now, that we're accepting that these people are ill. We can alter their genetic expression by changing their environment. Uh, let me give you another example of this that's really cool. You, you're old enough to remember the test patterns on TV? Yeah. That's your genetic code. So if you look at your TV and you see that, that, that screen they used to have, that's your genetic code. What we can't do, we can't change the genetic code. We can't change the test pattern picture. But by using the contrast, by using the brightness, by using you, by using Va, we can alter the picture. And it's the best analogy I've ever heard of what epigenetics is. Even though that mouse had the, the test pattern, the genetic code for being fat, diabetic, cancer ridden, by changing that mouse's environment, by changing its nutrition, we change the expression of that test pattern. So I don't think that we, we're not looking at our society in the right way. We're still looking at treating, treating vaccines, treating the illness. I get it. There's going to be a, we're going to always do that. But where is the other side of the coin? We have such potential now to really evaluate our health care system. We don't have a health care system. We have a sick care system. Listen, I understand what you're saying. It makes sense. Uh, you know, sometimes, you know, we operate in different avenues as far as when something occurs. Uh, we haven't seen something of this nature. It's a pandemic. It's been real. Uh, it's been 108 days, give or take. Uh, right now, uh, you have all fronts, all hands on deck here. You know, you, you, have, you have three legitimate manufacturers right now. 
battling to the finish line to solve this mystery. Uh, I do think we'll have some sort of uh, an end all uh, by April of 2021. And yes, I am talking on vaccination, ladies and gentlemen, because to me, really, that's the end all right now. That's how we can get individuals with underlying conditions, our seniors, back out there and congregating again and feeling confident, feeling healthy with that vaccine, whether you believe it or not. But with that being said, though, let me say this. Uh, And by the way, you violated the Oliver Sinagra rule by doing mouse research uh, and having the nerve to convey that on my program. But with that being said... I forgot that. I forgot I, with the that golden being, rule about mouse research. With that being said, though, I understand what you're saying. Don't worry about the vaccine. They bypassed all animal studies and went right to humans. So I can't. you could be the first one to get one. But here's my point about vaccinations. If we have a flu vaccine, Jay, 60,000 people a year die from the flu. So I don't understand where you think that this is going to be some some panacea and some savior, that all of a sudden we're going to take the sickest part of our population, the people that are the most vulnerable to COVID, and you're going to inject them with a vaccine, and now all of a sudden that happy days are here again, and and I can go to a Nick game. I I don't follow that logic. I don't think it's rational. I, I understand they're going to come up with a vaccine, and I understand that some people desperately want it. I don't see how that works. But also, I want to learn the lesson. The country needs to learn that you can do, we don't get sick people healthy. We medicate sick cells. And we take ailing cells, and we don't try to regenerate people's health. We just keep them medicated. And that's not health care. That's sick care. And that's not, that's not a, uh, a, a condemnation. But that's what it is, and we need sick care, but we have almost no health care. We don't sit down with patients and look at their life and try to regenerate their health by looking at what they eat, their lifestyle, everything. And that's what needs to be done if we're going to change our, the overall health of this nation. Because I got a feeling, and I think you agree with this, COVID's not the last one you know we're going to be dealing with other pandemics. It's going to happen. And we, how are we prepared for that? Doc, always a pleasure. Uh, I agree with you with that one. we got more strains coming our way. But I'll tell you this much. Uh, COVID is not regular influenza here. It's a lot worse. No, no, you know I, I, I know. say it was. I agree. I agree. You know? But look, next week I'm coming with the gloves. We're going to Sounds talk good. vaccines. I'm going to come at you with everything. And I say you go down in the second round. All right. I say <laughs> you're going down in round six, but six, you know what? I'll six. be prepared for you because I'll keep up on the mice that you slid <laughs> under the table here this morning. Don't think I'll yeah, forget I that. Yeah, I got the mice. You stay in. well. Right. Kiss that baby. You stay for healthy. Me, right? I love you, my friends. Bye-bye now.